0: Yeah. To go along with that, I thought of the story of this young girl. This happened about, I think it about 50 years ago. She was in South Korea, and she's walking through the streets of, I think it's Seoul. And um, while she's going through the streets, she feels she's praying for the city, and she feels drawn to go to this one house. And, uh, and she knocks at the door and asks the lady if there's something that she can pray for. Well unbeknownst to the girl who went there to pray that there was her son was dying with um, tuberculosis and he was in pain and he was in the back room and he was calling out to all the gods that he knew of because south korea they have many gods and he was crying out to all these gods to somehow help him and then he said if there's one god that i don't know i i ask you to come and and help me, and it was at that time that this girl felt drawn to this house, and she went to that door, and they went back, and they prayed for this young boy, and he, he, got, he was well, and uh, we know him today as Cho, I forget his first name, but he's the pastor of the largest church in the world in South Korea, they, they in Seoul, South Korea, he has over 100,000 people in church on Sunday morning. <laughs> So they have like numbers of auditoriums and things that they, they meet in throughout the city and he's on the big screen there and he preaches maybe five or six times a day. But he was one of those people that was healed by a young girl who came to pray for somebody that they felt the need was there. You see, our God that we serve has ways of moving in our hearts and lives that We don't really understand them sometimes, but they have a purpose. Amen? Children can be dismissed. Well, this morning, um, I know it's not Palm Sunday uh, and Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, but I thought I would speak on that for a few minutes. Imagine that, a few minutes. Did you notice? <laughs> he says that, but he don't really mean it. But uh, <laughs> so um, today's message is the God kind of faith. And the God kind of faith, and, it, and it's, it, for me, it's, it's interesting to, to think of this in a sense that the God kind of faith is God knows what's coming, and he, he is preparing the people around him for what is happening and for where they are going. Okay, so the God kind of faith that we see in Jesus um, going in in his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, we see this preparing of the disciples of what's going to come, and Jesus knows what's going on. Well, let's, let's read the, chapter 11, start at verse 1. As Jesus and his followers, his disciples, were coming closer to Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives. From there, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go to the town you can see there, um, and when you enter it, you will quickly find a colt, tied which no one has ever ridden on. Untie it and bring it here to me. If anyone asks you why you are doing this, tell him its master, its owner needs the colt, and he will send it. Um, at, he, he will send it at once. That he will return it. So, what happens here is Jesus is, Jesus is preparing for this triumphal entry. So can you imagine Jesus saying to his disciples, I want you to go into the city ahead of you, and as soon as you get in there, you're going to find a colt that's tied up that no one has ever ridden on, and I want you to untie it and bring it back here. Well, if I told you to go into Richland, and when you get to Richland, there's going to be an elephant at the left-hand side up there, and I want you to untie it and bring it to me. You'd say, well, he's a little nuts. <laughs> well, there's no elephant in Richland, and there's no, you know, you can't untie an elephant and bring it down. But the idea is, how does he know this stuff? Well, he's God. And he's allowing the disciples, he's, he's kind of like preparing the disciples that he's not going to be there, but yet he is there. He knows what's coming. He knows what's going on in our life. And, and I sometimes um, think of how that, you know, before before the beginning began that's in john 1 1 it's one scripture before the beginning began there was god before there was a creation before there was time god is and in that eternity past god knew that you and i would be here today now we still made choices to come but he knew what he knew the choices we would make but you know he also knows what's in front of us he also knows all the difficulties that are out there in front. And he knows all the blessings he wants to bring into our life. Now, he calls upon us to have faith, us, to have faith in what he wants to do in our life that's still coming. So God isn't, you know, like for us, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't even know if I'm going to finish by noon. <laughs> You can pray, but what good will that do? But, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but we, we, can, we, can, we don't know what's coming, but God does. God knows what's going to happen. And sometimes they are things are beyond our understanding why things happen the way they do. And then yet there are good things that come to our life beyond our understanding. Why on earth would that be something God would do in my life? But you see, God wants us to have faith in what he wants to do, okay? How many of you, how many of you make plans? How many don't have a plan and you don't know what it is? <laughs> I got a plan, I just don't know what it is. I'm waiting for the, you know, when I get there, I'll know I'm there. Uh, but you see, we have plans, we have desires, we have aspirations, we have those types of things. And, and most of the time, we kind of go in that direction, and we want them to happen, but if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't, you know, we just kind of... Because we don't have a certainty. We don't have a knowledge of, of that. We just make our plans, you know the joke is if you if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans because <laughs> you know, but that 's not scriptural, but anyhow we we look at this, and Jesus tells the two disciples, "Go to the city, and when you get there you 're going to find a donkey, and I want you to untie it and bring it back. And if anybody asks you what you 're doing, you tell them the master, the owner has need of him, okay, so they went into the town, found a colt tied in the street near the door of a house, and untied it. They're thieves, that's what they are. Not really. Jesus told them to do that. And some people were standing there and asked, what are you doing? Why are you untying that colt? They answered the way Jesus told them to answer. And the people let them take the colt. Now, everything belongs to God. And he knows exactly where it's at. You belong to God, but you still have to make the choice to say yes to God. God has provided a forgiveness of all of our sins, but we have to ask him for forgiveness. It's like offering you a cup of coffee <laughs> or whatever it is. You know, I have a cup of coffee. You're thirsty. You want a cup of coffee? Yeah, I offer it to you, but it's not yours until you come and take it. Okay. Well, once you take it, it belongs to you. Once you receive it, it belongs to you. So in our life, God has a plan for our, lives, for our life, and everything belongs to God, present and in the future. It all belongs to God. If that all belongs to God, and he now tells us, I want you to pray for, and I want you to go into town, and I want you to untie the donkey and bring it back. What blessing, what In your heart of hearts what one thing would you pray for you don't have to tell me what one thing is the the most important part of your life of your future that you can think of at this moment it may change in five minutes but at this very moment and you know those things you see we set our hearts on things but you know what sometimes with time and events those things kind of fade away What you wanted at 5 is different than what you wanted at 10. What you wanted at 15 was different than 10. What you wanted at 21 is different than 15. What you wanted at 40 is different than 20. What you wanted at 79 is (laughs) different than what you wanted at 60. All right, but, but you see, it changes, but really there is those one constant, that constant that's in your mind and heart, and we put it there. Now... that already belongs to God and we believe that God had put the dream in our heart so our prayer is that God will bring that into our life at some point in our future. You know, at some point in our future. At some point in the the day it's going to reach 12 o'clock. We're going to reach it, you know, but it, it, And it's going to come, but we are, we're not there yet. So we, with patience and with faith, wait for that to come. Wait for the time to pass. Well, the same thing happens in our, in our faith. God owns this place, and we are stewards, and as his children, we are, we are gods. It's important that we understand we belong to God. He owns this place. He owns this place. We gave him ownership. He created us. He breathed life into us. And we have accepted him as our savior. And we belong to God. Now that's a good thing. Because God, (laughs) I was thinking of this in, in whenever we have faith, it's important for us to pray and understand the character of God. What is God like? Would you know him if you met him? <laughs> if God walked up to you, would you, would you know him? <laughs> if the prophets, you know, Moses, whenever he, he, he recognized the presence of God, he's on his face. <laughs> you know, Isaiah, the same way, he walks in the presence, he says, just, woe is me, I'm a man, I'm unclean lips, and I live in the people of, you know, I'm... The reason that men, people, women, all, as it were, fell in the presence of God was that they, they recognized his holiness and how, not, not that we were well unholy, that we were far from his glory, you know, far from who God is as a person and the personage of God, and they were just undone. But God always picked them up. He always asked them to stand up. And in our life, God wants us to stand, as it were, in his presence and recognize that we are accepted as his child. That the character of God is not one of guilt and manipulation. The character of God is provision, forgiveness, uh, restoration, God's character is one not of justice, <laughs> condemnation, and guilt. His, his character is one of love and forgiveness. Now, there is, there is that, there's another part where God is against sin and God is a, against evil and God uh, curses evil, but he, he rewards righteousness. You know, the plots of the evil people, they're going to. Be caught in their own snares <laughs> the plans of the righteous are going to be fulfilled because if the plans of the righteous begin in our heart and in our in our our spirit of who we are in in the depths of our soul and that's where God dwells he dwells within our heart in our soul out of the abundance of our heart the mouth speaks so when we speak about what we believe God is providing and are going to provide for us in the future, we're speaking about hope, and we pray that it is God's thoughts that become our thoughts, that become our words, that we go towards in the future. So it's just like this, Jesus tells the disciples, go to the town, and you're going to find this donkey. God tells us, go to tomorrow, and you will find blessing." Go to tomorrow expecting to find the blessing, my blessing, tied up for you. And I want you to unloose that blessing and receive it into your life. I want you to untie that and receive it into your life. And people will come up to you and say, what are you doing taking that blessing? Well, the master said I could have it. (laughs) And we are to receive it into our life. We are to receive God's blessing because receiving God's blessing brings honor to him and God has blessed us so that we can bless others. Last week, spoke about the puzzle. How many remembered your pieces? (laughs) Did you bring them with you today? I left my piece at home. (laughs) Last week, we spoke about puzzles. And the idea is some of the pieces have... Connectors, and some of them have receivers. You know, in our life, we have to be as willing to connect as we are to receive and to be as willing to receive as we are to connect. <laughs> and when we look at our connectors, I was, I was thinking of, in your life, how many people are you connected to? How far out does your puzzle go? And it all comes back to being connected here. And there are receiving things coming into us. We are blessed by God and we are connected by receiving from him. You see, connecting, we think of only in that type of thing. I'm connecting with other people. We have this connector going out. But in the same process, we have this receiver coming in. So I must be willing to receive what God is trying to give and you find out that it is through other people connecting with us that we're blessed. Imagine that. So God wants us to go into the future this afternoon and connect to, and receive of what he wants to do in our life, and none of that connecting or receiving has to do with guilt, manipulation, uh, pain, or fear. None of that has to do with that. They brought the colt to Jesus, put their coats on it. And Jesus sat on it. And many people spread their coats on the road. Now, Jesus sat on the colt. Now, remember, this is a colt that has never been ridden. How many of you have ever watched westerns? <laughs> what happens whenever you sit on a colt that's never been ridden? <laughs> you find yourself on the ground. Well, this coat, this colt, didn't throw him off because the cult knew who its owner was, its creator is. Hmm. And I think sometimes we don't have enough sense (laughs) to know who our creator is and who wants to bestow upon us his gifts. You see, and God blesses us not that we can build bigger barns, <laughs> you know. I'm going I'm to make my piece bigger and bigger because I need more, more space for who I am. Well, God will bless us so that our connectors can, so it can flow out through our connectors so that we can be connected to other people so that other people can know that God has blessed them. <laughs> That's our connectors. And, and what goes out has a way of coming in my puzzle's not that big. <laughs> well, we don't know how big our puzzle is. Well, anyhow, people spread their coats on the ground on the road, and they cut uh, palm branches, leafy branches in the fields, and spread them on the road, and the people were walking ahead of Jesus, and behind him shouting, praise God, Hosanna. Did you know that the word Hosanna originally uh, was used for praying for help? <laughs> Hosanna! While well, weaving of his praise and worship, which it is, but it's originally it was used for God. I'm stuck in a pit. Hosanna! Hosanna! When your pit becomes your place of praise, you have a deliverer. <laughs> How about that, when the place you are in is a place where you turn your, your your difficulties to praise, you find that it is there that. God shows up so it is important for us to be thankful and everything give thanks in all things what's the word all the magic word is (laughs) the magic word is you want me to finish early Oh, (laughs) just see if you were listening (laughs) in all things give thanks for this is the will of God it doesn't mean that God initiated it it means that God will turn it around too you see God doesn't initiate everything that comes into our life (laughs) sometimes we've done that (laughs) and all things will work together for good meaning is that all the things, whether I, rather the really stupid things or the really smart and wonderful things I've done, all things are going to eventually find their way to a divine purpose and good. Do you See, when you go into the city up there, you're going to find a donkey. God is saying, when you go into your future, expecting hosanna, expecting hosanna, whether it's in, I'm in a trap or I'm giving praise to God and laying the coats and my blessings before the Lord, Hosanna. When you go into your future, God is there. He's already there to bless you. Hmm. You know, um, I remember in in counseling years ago, you know, people had lots of pain from the past. And there was various objects and things and people and whatever of the past. And... Some people couldn't get beyond them. And one of the the things we would, would try and do is to, when you go back to that place, God is there to help you forgive and let it go. Doesn't mean that God initiated it. It means that God can forgive it. And when God forgives it, it means that it no longer has a hold on us. You see, the devil wants us to remember our faults and failures and the pains and sufferings so that we will be distracted from what God wants to do in the present and the future. Because if we're caught up with all of the events and we're always carrying all the events of the past, we, always, we already got one hand full. <laughs> and sometimes it takes two hands to carry the past, <laughs> sometimes it takes two hands to carry in a, in a backpack. To carry the past with us and we don't even have enough strength for today let alone tomorrow so God is saying forgive forgive Jesus dying on the cross says to the people who are beat who beat him nailed him to the cross who are mocking him who put thorns on his head and beat it with branches and and he's bleeding and dying and suffering he says, Father, forgive them. Why? Why didn't Jesus curse them? Because they were not controlling who he was, Jesus is. Their actions would not control who Jesus is. So he wanted forgiveness to always be who he is, character of Christ. And when we forgive people, it doesn't let them off the hook. It lets us off the hook. Remember my fish story? If you go fishing, you have a lure, you throw it out there and you catch a, ho- you catch a fish, you know, reel it in. Well, sometimes we're the fish <laughs> and we get hooked. And the pain of the past is a hook that's got a hold of us. Now, some hooks are snags. You know, I didn't know much, don't know much about fishing, but you throw these hooks out there and you just reel them in, hoping to snag something on the way by. Well, sometimes the pain of our past, we got snagged by, by someone, and something, and we got reeled in and we got hurt by it. Well, the understanding is if you unhook, if you, if you cut the line, you cut the line they can't reel you in anymore that's forgiveness so when you forgive the past they can't bring you back to that place again you're going forward and see forgiveness and when Christ dies upon the cross it isn't these people and their actions he's in charge he says God forgive them for they don't know not what they do and he says at the end it is finished I'm preaching my easter sermon already huh he says it is finished meaning that what he came to do is accomplished now god has a plan okay god has a plan for your life and it is According to this plan, we are going through life. Different events come. The challenge is how are we going to deal with them? Are we allowing the past to keep us from going forward? Are we allowing our fear of where we're going to cause us to stop moving? Are we allowing the present circumstances to surround us like a wall and we're trapped? We have built a prison to keep people out. And we're the ones locked up. So God wants us to break down the walls, let go of the past. That's where forgiveness is about. Forgiveness is about letting go of all the failures and faults and all that garbage. And then freeing us up to go forward. Because when the time comes, when the trump of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the the air, that's when it's finished. It's never over until the angel sings. (laughs) It's never over until the angel sings and the angel hasn't sung yet. Do you know why? You're still here. Pinch somebody. (laughs) You're still here. Right? I know you want to go home. It's almost time. Is it time? Oh, it's five after. God, forgive us for looking at the clock. It's finished. <laughs> Preacher's done. He said so. We're going home. But is it in, that's the truth of God's word. Let us recognize the character of God. The character of God is given to us in Christ. He came as a babe, lived in, as a human like us, began his ministry, Anointing of the Holy Spirit, people accepted him, people rejected him, went to the cross for us. As we go into the Lent, we're already in Lent season, but as we go into Good Friday and all those things that we celebrate as progression towards Good Friday, I always want to remember he did it for us. Amen? Let's stand Father, we thank you that you have given us enough faith. You have given us enough faith to believe that we can receive of your goodness, of your forgiveness, of your love. That God, we can believe and have enough faith to know that our future is safe in your hands, our soul is safe for an eternity. And God, we are safe in this moment knowing we are forgiven and knowing that in your love we can forgive others. So give us the strength that we need. Give us the thoughts and power of your spirit that we can know that all of these things in our life will come together for good and you have great and precious promises reserved for us in our todays and tomorrows. We accept this and receive it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 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 Palm Sunday next week. Easter Sunday. Sunday. Invite somebody to church. Amen. 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 Amen.